If you have your Bibles, turn with me to James chapter 3 tonight. We're going to get right into the Word. In James chapter 3, beginning in verse 13, it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy or selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure. Then it's peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. You may be seated tonight. Tonight I come with a message that I've been just, God's just having marinate on the inside of me now for over about two months. He gave it to me at the end of last year and I believe that he's finally said, Eddie, now is the time to speak for this, forth this message. I believe that the church in this hour is called to rise up. It's called to rise up. And so tonight, I want to share just a message with you that I just titled this, Who Is? Just who is? I believe in this hour that the world needs to see a church that walks in wisdom and understanding. And James gives us great insight for the believer for victorious living. Who's ready to start walking in victory? Who's ready to start seeing victory in their family? Who's ready to see victory in the church? Who's ready to see victory in our city in Jesus' name? And I'm not talking about the Jaguars tonight. Can I give you insight tonight? Can I give you a little bit of wisdom and understanding? The victory has already taken place. And his name's Jesus. As a believer, as a blood-bought follower of Jesus Christ, we must, if we're going to walk with wisdom and control, we must control our tongues because our tongues influences our direction. Our tongue influences our minds and our thoughts. Our, Our tongue influences our life, both good and bad. The scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, and Pastor Gary hinted this morning about this, but I want you to, if you're taking notes tonight, which you should, I want you to write this down. Just as we are to guard what comes out of our mouths, we need to stand guard on what we allow to come into our minds and our hearts. The Bible says that our eyes are a doorway to our soul. We need to stand guard. And when I say it's time for us to rise up, I want to know tonight, is there a group of people in this room that says, you know what, Pastor Eddie, I'm tired of being sick and tired. I'm ready for victory in my family. I'm ready for victory in my my marriage. I'm ready for victory in my kid's life. Then stand guard on what you're allowed to come in. Junk in, as Pastor says, goes in, junk comes out. If If you're not happy what's coming out of your life, check what's going into your life. See, he opens up here tonight with a question, who is? Who is wise and understanding among you? And if you look at this, you, you, you say, why does it say wise and understanding? Because you really got to dive into the question tonight. There's many that are wise in their own eyes. We won't go there tonight. But I'm here to tell you that there's, there's two terms here that he talks about, wise and understand, uh, understanding, which seem could be interchangeable, but until you get into the word, then you understand what James is actually talking about. This word wise here and its, group, uh, its Greek root there, it means to be skillful, skillful and wisely, full of wit and also wisdom. 
But if you look at the, the word wisdom here um, in the Old Testament, it talks wisdom, it, it begins with the fear of God. Church, I believe in this hour that we need to return back to the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. In this second term here, um, if you look at it, it's a New Testament word, this word understanding here. It, being, it means here being knowledgeable in a way that makes one successful. I'm tired of seeing the church not walking successful. When I read scripture that says that when we come to Christ that we are a new creation, there's no greater success than that right there. That when, when we surrender to God and we walk in his understanding, not ours, we need to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. We need the understanding of the word in our life. It says, when you look at this word here in the New Testament, in the Greek, when you get into it, it talks about having an exercise of such knowledge to be an expert or learned and have understanding in the process. And when you put these together, understanding which qualifies wise means a wise person who also has experience and knowledge and ability. I want to, you to grab a hold of this young people tonight. You can learn a lot by watching those that were there and been here a whole lot longer than you have. But can I also talk to, 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 my, to the rest of us here that we can learn something from the younger generation as well. We got to remain teachable. In Deuteronomy, it talks about this the same way. In Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 12, it says, How can I bear my, by myself the weight and the burden of you and your strife? Choose from your tribes wise and understanding and experienced men. And I will appoint them as your heads. And you answered me, the thing that you have spoken is good for us to do. We need to get back to the good things that God's called us to do. In verse 15, so I took the heads of the tribes, wise and experienced men, and set them as heads over you, commanders of thousands, commanders of hundreds and fifties, commanders of tens and officers throughout the tribes. James uses this here, and he wants us to grab a hold because he wants to take us to the next level. Who's ready for the next level in their life? Okay, there's four of us. Praise God. But he uses these Terms that are similar to refer both to the leaders of the church, but also the whole congregation. Church, it's time that we are the living, breathing church of Jesus Christ again. That we, we walk out the living word again in our homes. And it has to start in our homes. See, it's not only talking about the leaders of the church, but it's talking about every blood-bought believer. Is there anyone here today? that has something to give God thanks for. Is there anyone here today that God has set you free? He's more than enough. It doesn't have to be a song, but he's more than enough that we can just give him a shout of praise in this place tonight. I believe that God's wanting to do a shifting in your hearts. He's wanting to do a shifting in your homes. And it comes when we stop worrying and we start praising him like we said that we're going to. See, James is talking to the congregation here. And he, and he sums up this whole scripture. I can sum up the whole book of James with this. That he's asking the church to evaluate themselves and discern who is truly wise among them. Who is truly wise among them? And, and, I, and as I was just studying, I just felt the Holy Spirit said this. To be truly wise, we must, we, we must both know what is right 
and we must live what is right. We must know what is right, but we must live what is right. And, and then, then the Holy Spirit just asked me this question, Eddie, do you practice what you preach and what you expect from others? See, the Holy Spirit comes in, and true wisdom is this, that we come to a place that we allow Him to come in and to examine ourselves. And the closer that I get to Jesus, the more that I feel that I'm apart from Jesus, but I'm thankful that no matter how I feel, that I know that He's never left me or forsake me. He never leaves me as an orphan. But no, Jesus said, no, hey, my peace I give to you, and my peace is this, that I must go to the Father that He can send you a helper. And we need the helper. That's who it is that we need in our life tonight. In verse 13, continue, it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. See, James answers the question by stressing the results. Good conduct. A good demeanor is godly wisdom. What is he saying here? That, that people's good conduct has an unpreventable outgrowth of true wisdom. If you really want to be wise, be obedient to the word. If you really want to be wise, it's much more than being wise in your own eyes. If you really want to be wise, just be obedient to the word. It's not that difficult. James is echoing the faith and works message throughout. We, we, we understand that without faith, it's impossible to please God. We understand that faith without works is death. And he says here in verse 13 of chapter 3, let him show his good works in the meekness, in the patience, in the long-suffering. We don't hear much teaching on that fruit of the Spirit. But we must need it all. But let them show the good works in the meekness, in the patience, in the long-suffering of wisdom. Meekness was not well-respected trait in the Greek culture that at, during this time. Jesus has not called us to be like the culture. He designed us and created us and called us out of culture to be more like him. Because we weren't created in the image of culture. We were created in the image of God. And so when, when we have a, a delusional thing there that we must fit into culture, I wasn't designed to fit into culture. I was designed in the image of my God. I was designed to be Christ-like. I was designed to operate in the spiritual gifts of, of the Lord. I was, I was designed to be like Jesus. And I look around the room tonight, and I look online there, those that are behind the camera there. Praise God that when we come together that we make the complete image of God. We must come together. Why is it important that we don't forsake the gathering? Because when, when one is missing, it's not a complete image of Christ. We need to come together. You, we are each members of the body of Christ. We must come together. Whoever follows the teachings of Jesus, they had to understand something that the meekness that was required and involved is a healthy understanding of our own unworthiness before God and a corresponding lack of pride in dealing with others. One theologian says this, that yielding oneself is, is ready, teachable, teachability and responsiveness to the, God's word. I say this, church, we must come back to a place that he is the potter and we are the clay. That his word is the potter and we are the clay. His word is not the clay. We are. 
His word is the molding, shaping us into the image that God has, has called us to live and to breathe and to, and to be. James chapter 1 and verse 5 says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach. And it will be given him, but let him ask in faith. Say faith. With no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, man, unstable in all of his ways. And James, going down to verse 19 there, says, Know this, my beloved brother, brother, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Isn't that just not the culture today? Everybody has a voice. Everybody has an opinion. But the only opinion that I want is the word of God. The only opinion that has power is the word of God. The only opinion, the only thing that voice is going to be able to set people free is the word of God. It says, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all, say all, all. filthiness and rampant wickedness. Is this describing today's culture? And receive with meekness the implanted word. I love that word, implanted. Do you know as the church that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost? That, that the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us. It's implanted in us. And so we must seek out the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, which is our teacher. It says the implanted word, which is able to save your souls, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. We must be doers in this hour. We must be doers in this hour. I just look at these entire pack, uh, passages here from James 1 all the way to, to the end there. And, and it just takes up and it just shows us the contrast between the qualities of the tenderness and the love of God and his wisdom, which is based on love. Love covers a multitude of sin. Culture loves to tweet it out, snap it out, and expose it. How many are thankful for the love of God? This covered the sin of your life. This brought you to a place of freedom. Just, that's the difference. That's the difference in who is the church? Who is this good father that we talk about? Who is this Jesus that we talk about? Who is this Holy Spirit that we talk about? The father, the son, and the Holy Spirit is love. For God so loved. I would argue some tonight that for people to be truly wise, they must display meekness in their life, humility in their life. And they must display the Father's love through their life. In verse 14, as we continue in James chapter 3, I'm just walking through the scripture tonight. It says there, but if you have bitter jealousy or selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not wisdom that comes down from above, but it's earthly. It's unspiritual. It's, it's demonic. When we have bitterness and envy in our hearts, our tongue will express these things. I can look at someone's social media pastor and I can tell you what's on the inside of their heart. 
I can, I can hang out with people just long enough, Pastor Jordan, and I can tell what they allowed to come into their life because that's what comes out of their life. And I believe that God is calling us tonight to wake up, to, to rise up, and to stand guard what we allow to come in because what we allow to come in will eventually come out. It's a matter of not how spiritual our teachings might be or how, how many spiritual podcasts and, and things that we, that we listen to. If the tongue is not controlled by the Spirit from a loving heart, then we are sowing a seed of false truth. Let me slow that down just a little bit. If our tongue is not controlled by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, with a loving heart, we can speak things that are truth, but we don't, have, we don't always speak it in love. Then we're sowing a seed of false truth. To our shame, we as believers often believe the false wisdom and even glory in it when we know it's not even truth. We need to go to the word and believe in the word and live by the word only. False wisdom, the scripture says here, it belongs to the world. It's earthly. Not only that, it's, it's of the flesh. It's carnal. Not only that, that it's devilish. It belongs to Satan. These are the three greatest enemies of the believer. Is that when we give into the wisdom of the world, when we give into carnal thinking, when we give into the demonic um, uh, voice instead of surrendering to the voice of the living God, we must come back to that place. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so he is. Why do I say it's time for us to stand guard and what we allow to come in? Because if we begin to think it in our heart, that's what we will live. We won't live victorious if we have a defeated mindset, if we have a defeated heart set. But I'm here to tell somebody tonight that worries had its, its day in your life, that defeated mindset, that everyone's against you, that is not true. I'm here to speak truth to you tonight. If God is for you, who can be against you? Pastor Eddie, how can you be so sure of this? For God so love the world. We need to get back to just the gospel. That God is love and he's called us to be a church of love. He, God is love and he's called us to be a church of love. Ephesians chapter one, 2 and verse 1. I have a lot of scriptures tonight. You're going to write these down. It says, and you were dead in the trespasses of, and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind, but God, being rich in mercy. I wish somebody would just give thanks to God right now for his mercy over your life. The Bible says that his mercy is new every morning. Sometimes we just got to get back to the attitude of gratitude. Father, we just thank you tonight for your mercy today, God. We thank you that you are rich in mercy. And it's because of the great love with which he loved us. In verse 5, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him, seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 
Sometimes we just need to lift our eyes above the circumstances and realize where he seated us. Sometimes we just need, someone needs to hear this. You need to look above where you're sitting. You may be sitting in a pew tonight. You may be sitting in your, on your couch tonight. But I'm here tonight to tell you because he's rich in mercy and we've been saved by grace that he's not seated us in a pew. No, we're seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus tonight. Heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7, it says, So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and the kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no man may boast. For we, say we, are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. You were created for good works. Not only good works, it says here, which God prepared beforehand. That we would walk in them. When we walk in word, we, we can't walk in the plans that he prepared beforehand of our, for us. The steps of the righteous are ordered by God. Sometimes we just got to step back and we just need to take the step when he puts it before us. I took my son to lunch this afternoon and all of a sudden he just said, hey, I want this. And he told the waitress and he ordered it. And I just looked at him and said, well, what are you ordering? He said, well, you didn't say no. And so when it came to the table, you know what? I got the first piece. I took what he ordered for me. And it's the same thing. God's got things ordered for you, but you're spending so much energy and, and, and effort on all of this when God has prepared something for you ahead of you. We can always tell when people are missing what God has for them. Because you'll find jealousy there. You'll find division. You'll find confusion. Instead of someone that is humbly depending on the word and the Holy Spirit in their life. They will look to the world for ideas. They will look to the flesh for strength. And by so doing, play right into the hands of the enemy. Church, guard yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit to examine you. Ask the Holy Spirit to examine your family. Ask the Holy Spirit to examine your home. When was the last time that you and your spouse came together and said, Holy Spirit, will you come and just examine our house tonight? Examine our hearts. Examine our relationship. Is there things that we've allowed other voices to come in? Is there, is there other things that we've allowed to influence and give more power than your word in our, in our marriage, in our family, and over our children? We need to come back to the word of God. We need to come back to the Holy Spirit and ask in Him. 1 Corinthians 8 says, Now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possesses knowledge, that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. It's time that we bring love back in the home. You can have knowledge of all the faults, but I've made it an intentional point in my life this year that I'm not going to notice faults in people, but I'm going to praise and build up people in love. I'm going to praise and I'm going to build up people in love. James 1.16 says, Do not be, see, be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. Comes down. God has called us to holiness still. That mandate, that call has not been voided out. 
No, he still called us to holy living. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 11 says, A fool gives vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. I love what the New King James Version says this, A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Just because you're feeling something don't, need, don't mean that you got to let your mouth be a waterfall. Just because you have a feeling, it could be lunch earlier, it doesn't mean that it's God and you got to let your mouth begin to vomit it out. We need to control what we allow to come in so that we can have control on what we allow to come out. When the flesh controls the tongue, it unleashes a flood of words without self-control. But it also turns off the ears so that we can no longer hear. As the worship team joins me tonight. In verse 17 of chapter 3, we see, but the wisdom from above is first pure. It is then peaceable, it's gentle, it's open to reason. Are you at a place in your life that you know you're no longer open to reason? It's full of mercy and good fruits. It's impartial without partiality. It's sincere without being hypocritical. See, this is the wisdom that is from above. And, and tonight, as I just look at the scripture here, and I go to verse 18, and it says, And a harvest of righteousness is, shown, is sown in peace by those who make peace. You cannot reap a harvest if you don't sow a seed. Let me go to part two of that point. You will reap a harvest of the seed that you sow. You sow bitterness, you're going to reap bitterness. You sow jealousy, you're going to reap jealousy. You sow resentment and backbiting, you're going to get the same thing. But if you sow gentleness, you'll receive gentleness. You sow peace, you'll receive peace. You sow joy and love, you'll receive joy. And love. Wise people are full of mercy, not quick to judge or condemn. Their lives are, are full of good fruit. Who wants the fruits of the Spirit in their life? Who wants to reproduce the fruits of the Spirit in their life? Who wants to be a tree that, that bears good fruit? Who wants to be a tree that, that when, when your sons and daughters are going through something, they know where to come because they come back to a place of love, not of judgment? When we walk in wisdom, we produce his fruit. In Luke 11, in verse 13, as we draw clo close to ending here, it says, If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, or as Pastor Gary said this morning, whose children are, are, are good to give good gifts to their father, like a nice crossbow that's still sitting in the closet that he's never used because his wife shoots better than he does. <laughs> in his own video, I heard. But how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Who is wise and understanding among you? We'll give you the answer tonight to the question. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. James 1 and 5 says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit there in Luke chapter 11. 
to those who ask the Father for him. It is a promise. In James chapter 1 and verse 5, it is, com- is commanded, um, commanded to the believers to ask God for wisdom. Church, in this hour, we need the wisdom, not of man, not that is around us. We need the wisdom that is from above. We need the Holy Spirit like never before. He commands the church to ask God for wisdom. We hear an echo of Jesus um, and his tradition there and the promise that we will be given that will be given to those people who asked, to the church who asked. It's a pure parallel here between wisdom and the spirit, which become more remarkable close as I study the word. In this hour, we need the Holy Spirit. Tonight, those online and those in the room, I ask you to ask this. Ask the Lord for wisdom. Ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, who is our helper, but also who is our strength. I need the Holy Spirit in my life, but I'm coming to a place, Pastor, that I'm moving past the point that I know that I need Him to a place that I'm longing for Him day in and day out. Church, my prayer for you is that you come to a place that you understand that you need the Holy Spirit in your life, but you come to a hunger and thirst that you want Him in your life. Maybe tonight, with hearing this, who is? Sum it up with this who is hungry for God tonight? Who is thirsty? For him tonight. Because the word says those that hunger and those that thirst, they shall be filled. If you're hungry, I want you to stand to your feet tonight. If you're thirsty tonight for the Holy Spirit and for the things of God, I want you to stand to your feet tonight. I want you to just lift your hands all across this place. Maybe tonight you just need a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, come and fill afresh and anew. Let us hear the sudden wind of heaven tonight. Let us see the the flame come and rest on every individual. Holy Spirit, come and have your way in this place. Maybe tonight you're in here and as you prayed earlier, Holy Spirit, search me. You just, heard, you just felt him say, return to me. Lay down the pride. And become pliable again in my hands. Return to the heart of meekness. Maybe tonight you need to ask the Lord to forgive you for your unbridled tongue that you've allowed filth to come in and by allowing filth to come into your life, you allow filth to come out of your mouth. I serve a God that is faithful to forgive. And tonight can be a fresh start for you. Church, don't let pride keep you from what God is trying to get to you. Tonight, maybe you need to just come and lay pride down at the altar. Maybe you need to Repent tonight for jealousy and bitterness and unforgiveness. 
I just know that the word says those that hunger and thirst shall be filled. And I'm going to ask you to take another step tonight. I want you to step out of your pew. I want you to join us at the altar. And I want us tonight just to begin to cry out to a loving God, full of mercy and full of grace, and ask Him for wisdom tonight. Ask Him for the Holy Spirit tonight. Father, as they come to the altar right now, Father, I pray for a fresh outpouring of Your presence, a fresh outpouring of Your Holy Spirit in their life, God. I thank You tonight as they come and lay bitterness down and resentment and jealousy, everything, Father. I thank You that where it used to have place in their life, God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that You would fill it up to the overflow. Let healing happen in this place tonight, God. Let healing happen in this place. Father, we just surrender to you tonight. And we say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Let us worship.